Welcome to the Shepherd King Podcast. We exist to equip pastors and leaders in the local church to transcend beyond current culture, to see government through the lens of the gospel, and engage as modeled in the scriptures. I am Leo Lazzarini. And I'm Greg Baker. Thank you for joining us for one more episode of the Shepherd King Podcast. We are continuing our series on the biblical principles on overarching topics. And our desire is to encourage you and equip you as you engage in conversations with your family, with your community, with your church community on the major topics the news are highlighting and our culture is discussing. Mm -hmm. So today we're going to talk about labor. Labor is something we can't avoid. Most people work 40 hours, um, a week, 40, 40 hours a week, and it's something that we do at home with our family, something we do at work, something we do at church. We just can't avoid working. And uh, God has a lot to say about work. And today our desire is to talk about how work connects with God's Word, the Gospel. Greg, can you start our time just giving us a highlight or an overview of how does work and labor connect with the Gospel and God's Word? Absolutely, ladies. As Christians, we want to view everything through the lens of the gospel, and the gospel largely comes through four phases, right? It, it begins with creation, mankind living perfectly in harmony with God, right. moves through the fall, enters redemption, and ends at restoration. The restoration is what we're waiting for. So we look at work, well, work dates back to creation. That's something we, we almost forget sometimes, that work existed before the fall. Correct. And that work was good. God created work, and mm -hmm. he created us to work. But then the fall happened, mm -hmm. so work is fallen. So there's a lot of times like we don't enjoy work. Why is that? Work is fallen because creation has fallen. And then we look at redemption. Well, redemption is a work. Christ mm -hmm. did a work, and it's through Christ's work that you and I are redeemed because our work could never redeem us. Right. And then it ends with the final work that God will carry through at Christ's return, and that is the restoration of all things. Mm -hmm. And at the restoration of all things, work doesn't end. It's going to be whole again. Mm -hmm. We're going to work in the kingdom of God, and we're going to love working in the kingdom of God. And as Christians, we should enjoy today mm -hmm. working for the kingdom of God. Work is at the epicenter of the gospel story, and it is such a neat way to share the gospel with others because so Many people work every single day. That's so true, Greg. We cannot avoid work. And we see work all over human history, all over God's plan. And Greg, as we continue discussion on work and labor, what are some principles, as we have been discussing for other topics, but what are some principles for labor specifically that we can take with us as we think about work in our you know, um, business or agriculture or maybe work in the house with our kids and, and just, um, just doing work around the house or work in our church, working ministry? How can, what are some principles that we can take with us as we think about work? Well, this is a huge foundational one. Work is a blessing. Work is a blessing. It's to be creative. It has not been given to us as a punishment. It allows us to display our God-given talents. Mm -hmm. Each of us are fearfully and wonderfully made in the Lord with our own unique DNA and our own different skill sets. And he asks us to use that skill sets to bring him glory 
and to serve our neighbor, to mm-hmm. serve our communities, our families, mm-hmm. the church. The church works as a collective body with different people bringing together their talents. Mm-hmm. And work has a creative component to it. Why? Because our creator himself worked when he created us and he made us in his image. We are creative people. We think of the things that we've invented through human time with the fall. Mm-hmm. How much more we've invented without the fall. Right. It allows us to really display God. And that's what we see. Work still displays the Lord. Displays our fallenness, but it still displays the Lord. That's so good, Greg. And Ephesians 2.10 highlights that very well. It says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. What a great promise in, in principle there. Greg, what else? What are some other principles we can take with us as we continue to our discussion on labor? The next one really addresses a pitfall that we all get into really quickly. So you ask somebody, what do you do? Mm -hmm. And how do they use the answer? I am a teacher. I am a doctor. Mm. It's not, I teach students. I practice medicine. Mm. I am a doctor. Mm. So our next principle is work is not our identity. Work is something that we do. It is not who we are. And this is so important to establish. Let's say, unfortunately, you get in a car accident and you're not able to work Mm -hmm. anymore, or you get sick or something happens. Does that mean you have less value now? Mm -hmm. No. Work is Mm -hmm. something that God has created for us to do and to enjoy, but it is not who we are. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's so important, Greg. So glad we, you highlighted that identity cannot be attached to our work. I mean, even spiritually, if it does, who we are, we are in Christ for what He has done for us, and we can often do that as we think about work. But, Greg, what are some commands that we have about work? What are some instructions that God has for us when it comes to labor? God commands us to be fruitful and multiply. Yeah. And that could be a, it's a command to the family be fruitful and multiply, mm-hmm. it is a commandment to the church, is a commandment in our lives in general. Mm. When you sow seeds, it multiplies and it grows in greater abundance. And we are to be compensated for that work. Mm-hmm. Jesus himself promises compensation. Mm-hmm. He promises reward a hundred times what we would gain here. Mm-hmm. There is a compensation for fruitful labor. Mm -hmm. And that is something that we have seen throughout creation. A farmer does the hard work of planting a field. The field rewards them with an abundant harvest. Mm -hmm. Is this perfect? No, the world's fallen. We have droughts and we have other things that impact that. Mm -hmm. But the general principles of God's creation Mm -hmm. is fruitful labor comes with fruitful compensation. Mm -hmm. That's so good, Greg. And Greg, what are some warnings that we see in the Word about labor. So fruitful labor comes with fruitful compensation. Well, there's an other side to mm-hmm. this too, right? Idleness and slothfulness robs you and others. It harms creation and it destroys community. Where there's fruitful labor, there is fruit. Where there's not fruitful labor, there is no fruit. Mm-hmm. And slothfulness, it's in our souls. It's in our fallen nature. Mm-hmm. And when we lie to ourselves and we think, well, that's a me problem, mm-hmm. but slothfulness always overflows, always. It'll impact right. your family. It'll impact your community. It impacts creation itself. Mm-hmm. If you do not take care of the land that's been steward to you, your land will no longer be fruitful. 
and productive, and if a community is slothful as a whole, you'll see the community wear down. Mm. And what it does is it robs the life and the abundance that God hadn't intended it to have. Mm. That's very good, Greg. And Greg, in the context of employers, employee, businesses, what are some principles that we can take and, and learn, either if we are an employer or for an employee, what are, what are some principles we can take to that context? As employees, we must, employers must treat employees well. And employees must work as if they're working for the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, and here's the reality of this. Work looks beautiful when both of these work in harmony. But just because one's failing does not give you the right to oppress the other. So sometimes you think like, well, my employer is not kind. Mm. So I'm going to punish them. Well, the problem with punishing your employer, not only in punishing them, mm-hmm. you're punishing your coworkers, you're going to punish your family because you're probably going to get fired, mm-hmm. and you're going to punish the community as well. Mm-hmm. We need to have that mindset of that we are ultimately laboring for the Lord. That doesn't mean there's not a season to quit, mm-hmm. but we're so often so quick to quit. We're so, ind- we're so easily offended mm-hmm. that we think, I have the right to punish. Like, no, labor as if you're laboring for the Lord. Mm-hmm. But as an employer... Give your employees grace. Mm-hmm. They have bad days. People sometimes aren't as productive. Well, what's going on in their life that's making them not productive? Mm-hmm. Are they sick? Is there a family member that's seriously sick? Are mm-hmm. you taking in every aspect of their lives? Mm-hmm. It is beautiful when these two work together in harmony. But it is also beautiful when one says, I'm going to turn the other cheek, and I'm still going to work to mm-hmm. treat people well. And mm-hmm. that's what we want to strive for. And that is just our delicate balance I'm being on this side of eternity. Mm -hmm. In heaven, the Lord will always treat his people well, and Mm -hmm. we will always obey him. Mm -hmm. That's very good, Greg. And Greg, what what is a command that the Lord has for us in regards to rest? We know that we are fallen creatures, sinful people, and there's consequences because of the fall, right? But what does God teach us about rest in the context of work? So rest is a huge topic, mm-hmm. and we're just going to, we have to insert if we're going to talk about labor. Right. But we're not going to go through this exhaustively, a great podcast episode to listen to that even gets to the principle of what true rest is, is our podcast on Shalom. Right. I would really recommend that for our, our listeners. But we can't talk about work without the rhythm of rest. Mm-hmm. And God himself displayed this for us. He led by example. He worked six days and the rest of the seventh day. When God gave laws to Moses on how to live in the land of Israel, Mm -hmm. it had a pattern of work and rest. Mm -hmm. Six days of work, the seventh day is rest. Mm -hmm. Now, the church is divided on how much we must hold perfectly to that six and that seventh day of rest, but what we know is there's a pattern that there's significantly more work than rest. It's not six days of rest and one day of work, Mm -hmm. right? It's the other way around. Our lives should have more work in it than it has rest, but it must have rest in it. We think about when Israel was banished out of the promised land for 70 years, it's because for 70 years they didn't give the land rest that they're supposed to give it. Mm -hmm. On every seventh year, the land was supposed to be at rest. Mm -hmm. God has worked in that pattern, and to be healthy and being fulfilled in what God created us to be, we must too work in the pattern of rest in our lives. 
That's very good, Greg. And I agree with you. That episode on Shalom helped us to understand how to work rested. How can we rest in the Lord and approach work with a heart that's rested and satisfied in the Lord as well? So thank you for making that plug. And Greg, our last principle is on how government should think about work. God has a purpose for government, as we have been talking about this for, for a while now. In regards to labor, what does God say about government in the context of labor? Yeah, it would not be the Shepherd King podcast if we did not talk about the institution of government. So government, in its biblical foundational principle, is to commend the good and punish evil. It has a carrot and it has a stick. And where this often works out in our fallen nature of a world is where is sin going to occur? It's going to occur between the employer and the employee. Mm -hmm. And government is designed to protect both. Mm -hmm. Now, there is a line of going too far and over-regulating, but there still is a role for government to play. Mm -hmm. Employers cannot oppress their employees. Mm -hmm. And we've seen in the early industrial revolution throughout the United States and Europe and other parts of the world, is there such an oppression on employees that they were dying in the workplace. Mm. Workplaces were so unsafe that they were dying. Workers are being called to work exuberant hours that are not fair. This is happening today in this world. In China, the oppressive work that is happening to children is unacceptable, mm -hmm. and it is ungodly, and their government is being unrighteous towards work. Mm -hmm. Government has a role to play. Youth and minors should not be oppressed and used basically as slaves because of the little pay that they receive mm. for it. And that's where government's going to come in. It's the institution of justice that's got to say that is wrong. Mm -hmm. But it must hold this in balance because when it oversteps its bounds, if it goes too far, it will ultimately crush fruitfulness. Mm -hmm. So it must go far enough that it actually brings justice but not so far that it robs fruitfulness. And that is a delicate balance that governments throughout history have been trying to iron out. But another good example from the Bible on this too, Leo, is think of how Pharaoh treated the Jewish people in the land when it came to work. Right. And how he said, I'm not even going to provide you hay anymore. Mm -hmm. Their oppression was so great, they cried out. It was so oppressive. Mm -hmm. And that is what unrighteous work looks like. Mm -hmm. And that was an unrighteous king. And the Lord brought justice on that king. Mm. Thank you so much, Greg. Those are great principles for us to carry with as we think about labor. And our desire is that as we continue to discuss those topics on labor, education, criminal justice, and so on, is that we can see God all over it. God has created everything, and He is. You can see, we can see Him in everything, and we want to be part of um, shining the light of his kingdom on each of those areas. So as we talk about those topics, our desire is to continue to encourage you in those conversations and also equip you as you uh, wrestle with those topics and engage in conversations about them. So thank you for joining us for one more episode of the Shepherd King podcast. And we are excited to be on this journey with you. Please join us again on our next episode. Thank you.
The Shepherd King podcast is brought to you by the Church Ambassador Network, a ministry of the Family Leader Foundation that inspires the church to engage government for the advance of God's kingdom. For more information about the Church Ambassador Network, or if you would like to donate, please visit our website, thefamilyleader.com backslash church.